GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. <laughs> We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah. We love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. The first scene that I seen in a quantum beach in blue swimsuit. Curly hair, brown eyes, smooth skin, thick thighs, with a small tattoo. Independent, wrist, religion, sending all defining you. One glimpse that I reminisce back to back What do I do? I've seen many beauties I can't lie But there's something about you that just caught my eye It's like I fell in love at first sight It's not right It's not right Cause I've seen many beauties I can't lie but there's something about you that just caught my eye It's like I'm feeling love at first sight It's not right, it's not right Cause I can't get you out my mind oh, na, 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 na. I can't get you out my mind oh, na, 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 na. I can't get you out my mind oh, na, 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 na. I can't get you out my mind Man, GXP Podcast episode 70-something. I don't even know at this point. Yeah, 70-something. Entre Luce. What up, man? What's good? What up, man? How are you, dude? I'm good. good. Yeah, there you are, brother. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm glad to have you sitting in front of me here in the GXP Podcast Studios. And uh, I tell you what, man, uh, we met up back in June. You're from Des Moines. So um, I am from living in Des Moines. Yes, I'm living in Des Moines. Uh, My family's from Inglewood. I'm from Iowa City originally. Um, And I moved to Des Moines in 06, and I've been out there ever since. No shit. Yeah. So Inglewood to Des Moines, how'd that happen? Um, Well, so that's where my mom is from. That's where most of my family is from. Um, Out there, she moved out here to go to college. And so I I was born in Iowa City. And then we moved to Des Moines um, for, like, church reasons is the best way that I can put that. And, uh, yeah, we rocked it out there's there. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Religion. Um, religion got me to Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Des Moines is a great city. Um, there's yeah. a lot going on there. Can you help me with that? Um, Man, so, to be honest, I didn't know much about the hip-hop scene out there. Um, I lived kind of in the, like, the suburb, the outskirts of Des Moines. Um, Once I really got in tune and integrated into Des Moines scene, I realized that it had such a rich and amazing um, hip-hop scene and just rap scene just in general, Um, from, like, Honor Roll to UVT, um, Deadstock, um, and so many others. It was quite interesting to learn um, about that um, just in general. Bangladesh. 
<laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah, and learning about I went to Roosevelt High School and and learning about like Bangladesh and and all of those people like I didn't know that Des Moines had um, people who have made it out and um, just a rich history of music and dope artists just of now. So I thought so that was pretty interesting. Des Moines has a really rich rock scene. You know, they 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 produced uh, Slipknot. You know, and which had a DJ in their band and everything else. Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of crazy things. You know, they put kind of Iowa on the map, which we've had a lot of great people come out of Iowa that mm -hmm. have been on screen and everything else. Yeah. But music wise, um, it's not something to be slept on. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, like uh, yeah, a lot of great people come out of Iowa. The Midwest is some is like kind of the mecca of places where people can chill and really get some work done. And that's what I love. Like we got some great studios around here, the Soundbox studio, the graveyard studios, mm. um, you know, and, and I, and I'm missing a ton of them and Des Moines and everything else. Um, but uh, it's really kind of cool mm -hmm. that we're in the middle of everything. Yeah. You know, what's super crazy is, um, uh, so I went to college for basketball and music and um, I went to college at Southwestern um, Community College or the School of Music Vocation. And my directors, um, they're actually from California. And so I didn't even realize that the Midwest had such a rich jazz scene. I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't know anything about that um, until going to college and really like learning more about like the history and everything and, and going on tour. But I didn't even understand like the significance of having a music school, vocational school in Iowa and why that was significant. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I didn't realize the music scene in Iowa and the music scene is so um, diverse in Iowa. We have so many different um, influences because we are in the Midwest and because we're in the middle um, from country to rock and roll to hip hop to R and B to whatever, so um, it, it is truly interesting. Um, just learning more about Iowa and Iowa's history and the music scene. Oh, and gospel too. We have a rich gospel scene. Yeah, for sure. What have you taken away most from the scene living in the Midwest? Um, just the uniqueness. That I, to be honest. Um, our artists are very, very unique, especially when it comes to their influences. Um, that is probably the one thing that I could take away from from everything. It's just that, um, to me, not every artist sounds the same. They they have bring something different, um, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, which most artists aren't the same, but it's not like we're um, like in Atlanta or um, Chicago. We don't have like a particular style that um, that is pretty much like brought down the pipeline. You know, everybody truly um, is, is independent here and everyone is super, super unique. So that's what I got from it. So Andre Luce, coming to Iowa here, what are you going to bring that's going to be different? That's going to wow. That's going to make the panties wet and the guys <laughs> be like, you know what? I want to sing that jam too. Um, I think that my uniqueness is the fact that um, I'm called Entree. Entree is my name, but um, it really is representation of what I do. I'm not just a singer. I am not just a writer. Um, I'm a singer. I'm a writer. I'm a dancer. Um, I act. Um, 
Man, I do everything. So when it comes to just performance and on stage, I try to be everything um, from rapping to singing to dancing, whatever, um, and with an energy. Um, and growing up, my mom was really big into Michael Jackson and, um, and boy bands and stuff like that. Um, and so I remember listening to Michael um, the Temptations and watching, you know, the Temptations movie. And when you listen to my music, it has such a, um, it, it's harmony based. Like I try to make my uh, songs like they're boy band songs, but it's just one voice. Um, and just to, you know, continue with that vibe and that feeling. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, it is, it's from growing up in church, but harmony to me is everything. It means everything. And when you put that with a vibe and a feeling and dance, Man, when you go out to perform, it's it's like nothing else. Now, I've seen you on stage. I've DJed for you. And you do a tremendous job on stage. You dance. You get down. You are all over the place. Um, so gospel has had a huge influence in this. Yes, 100%. Um, growing up in church, um, my mom used to listen to like Mary Mary and Yolanda Adams and Fred Hammond and, and, you know, the list goes Kirk Franklin, the list goes on and on. Um, and I remember just, you know, the car rides from Iowa city to Des Moines, um, and Des Moines and back or Iowa city to Chicago, just listening to gospel music and just the power, um, behind the voices and the harmonies and the music and what it made me feel. Um, and so I'm not necessarily a gospel artist, but when you take that feeling and you put it into soul music, um, you really can connect with people and you can connect with their stories. And I think that's what uh, makes music so unique. Um, you can just connect with people um, that you've never met. Um, and so I think that's really, really awesome. Because of the baseline and the soul yeah. and everything in it, it doesn't mean what you're saying is connecting it's how you're saying it yes i love it i love it a lot man like i've listened to you for the last six months now and i'm like all right i need to get this guy in i need to see what's going on with you <laughs> there's so much more to what you're doing on stage compared to what you're really doing man i knew that i knew that and i love it Thank you. I appreciate it. Most definitely. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Like when you get on stage, you dance a little bit and you got great moves and uh, you're not a small guy like me. Uh, you know, I mean, you're bigger than I am and you can move very, very well. It's great to watch you move. Thank I love you. it. Thank I you. love watching you perform because I'm like, yeah, that that's a performer. Thank you. I try to um, really. <laughs> You're I like, I don't know what to say. but uh, <laughs> No, but nah, seriously, uh, like, love it. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, see it. I see it, man. Uh, and I definitely want to, you know, give credit and shout out. Um, in Des Moines, we used to have this thing. Um, it went away for a little while called uh, Stale. It's um, Starving Artists Let's Eat. And uh, we used to. Every Monday, meet every Monday, and we used to go over performances, uh, and we would be judged by a panel. Um, and it was ran by um, one of my mentors, excuse me, um, and one of the people that I still work with, an amazing guy, Bo James. And uh, that was in that time, my development in 2018, 2019, I truly wanted to be an entertainer, be a performer. And so... Um, those were my trial runs every Monday. 
um, and my conditioning too. <laughs> How'd you feel going into Monday on that? Um, it was, I've been performing all of my life. I would say, um, not just in church, but when I was, I think eight years old, I sang in a children's group, um, called Iowa's kids. And we used to travel, uh, travel around Iowa performing mm-hmm. country and rock and roll and Disney tunes. And then during Christmas time, we would sing, uh, Christmas songs. Um, so I've been literally performing my whole life. I just took, uh, a lot of breaks. Um, so those, what I'm asking is, even though you've done that, how did you feel going into it? Because I get nervous every single wedding, every single gig I do, Mm. I always get nervous still. It's because I care. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I literally, if I have to play at B's for 50 people, I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (sighs) All right, come on, come on. All right, here we go. Mm. And after 27 years, man, I feel like that means I still care. So I'm asking you, like, going into something like that, did you feel any nerves? Um, I would say in the beginning, yes. But being in the same place with the same people, um, I wasn't nervous. I, I would feel like I was more just ready to go. Uh, so I, what about shows now? Um, it really just depends. Uh, I really just feel, like, ready yeah. Like, I don't mind going first. Like, I just want to go. <laughs> you have a great show, to be honest with you. Like, I don't blame you. However, like, that's just me and my my mindset. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go first. God damn it. All right. Uh, All right. Uh. <laughs> no, I love going first because you get to set the precedent. You get to set the energy. Right. Like, I, I am the one who the crowd builds whatever – Whatever I do sets up whatever what everybody so else. Everybody does. else can suck, and you're great. <laughs> it's not even that. No, like, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like if you are awesome and everybody else sucks, like dude, you just stole the show. Yeah, it's it's this really unique thing where they, um, the people that I've talked to about music, like it's how you start and how you finish, you know. And so like if I can start off the show, amazing. Or if I can end the show, amazing. You know, that's what I'm going to want to do. So me going first, to me, it just makes the other people behind me be like, oh, well, if he came and, and killed it, then I got to too. Then it's a, a more amazing show. Um, and then I've watched a whole bunch of amazing people. And if I get to perform at the end, then I get to feed off their energy and their right, vibe. Right. And then now I'm going to go twice as hard as I, I would have done. Um, being at the end just because I want to feed off that energy and I already have that that support. So wouldn't you want to go twice as hard at the beginning and set the bar high? Of course. Um, and, and I'm playing devil's advocate <laughs> here, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying, like, dude, fuck it. I'm first? Cool. Fuck y'all. I'm going <laughs> to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, and so that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to go twice as hard in the beginning to set the energy or twice as hard at the end. Yeah. To short answer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just really enjoy music, man. Like, music has always been there for me. So any opportunity I get to perform, to sing, to do whatever, man, that's that's where I'm at. I couldn't picture myself doing anything else. So I just What happens if music dries up someday? What would you do? Just Um, just asking. 
Well, outside of music, I work with kids. Um, yeah. Mentorship. Um, I work for a nonprofit, um, Hip Hope, and yeah. I'm a part of their Music Saves program. So um, I work, um, I go in school speaking to kids about how music helped my mental health. Um, and I'm also a, a co-provider of a daycare, too. Um, so I truly do have a passion um, for working with children as well. Um, I think that, especially being a young black man, we don't have a lot of representation, especially in Iowa. So I think it's really, really important for all kids to have that experience. Um, and I'm a basketball coach, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is there anything else? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really, really um, pride myself in, in just being that and setting a good example um, to all kids and them if I am the first black man that they meet, um, their entire world uh, will be flipped upside down because they, they have not met a man like me. Um, and so, yeah, so if I'm, if I'm not doing music, it would be something along that lines for sure. I love every single bit about all of that. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, you almost got me choked up because I'm like, on top of it, you're like, I'm going to do music and help people out. But uh, on the other end, I'm going to help kids and make sure that they have a good upbringing. Wow, man. Wow, man. How many kids do you have? I have two. Yeah? <laughs> two. And uh, you're still finding time to help out other people's kids. Yes. Yes, man. I think it's super, it's super dope because I get to create an environment for yeah. mine, you know? Is as well as helping other people's kids, I get to like, man, I just I just love to influence and just to share and to teach. And whether it's my kids or anybody else's, it doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> yeah, you're a great man. You're Thank you. a really great man. Holy I appreciate cow. that. Like, the best part about these podcasts is sitting down with people who I run into in the industry and then becoming friends with people. And like listening to their stories and listening to what you're going through. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. The best part. <laughs> this part. The best. The best. You know, I mean, honestly, that that is the coolest part because like, yeah, um, you're an R&B singer, you're a hip hop singer. But well, look what you're doing outside of that. That's what everybody's interested in. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. You know, to be like, oh, well, I didn't know anything about any of this, mm -hmm. obviously. You know, coming in here, that's why I'm just, my mind is exploding right now. I'm like, wow. Yes. Good for you, man. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, You have two kids of your own. Mm -hmm. You're taking care of them, and you take care of a bunch of other kids that need your support and help. Yes. Do you ever talk about your music with them, or is it strictly completely different? To, so me being a co-provider, uh, my mom is who I work with. Um, she's been, she's had her own daycare for probably like 14, 15 years. And I've worked for her for six and I got all my certifications like two years ago. And that's when I fully was in it. But um, I remember one day coming in and uh, I had this song. It was the first song that I ever released. And it had like fifty, sixty thousand um views. 
And it's a song called The One You Love. It's a super clean cut. Um, it's a remix of one of Jagged Edge's um, yep. uh, songs, Gotta Be. And uh, to come in and to speak or um, and to be their representation and talk, you know what I'm saying? Um, just because of what I did and they looked up to me just for the simple fact that, you know, I'm, I am not out here um, gangbanging. I'm not um, doing anything. Um outside of the ordinary, but I am making music and I'm relating and people from all over, even kids can acknowledge that and they respect that just being authentic and being true to who I am. So, um, yeah, it meant, meant the world to be honest. Giving that option to young people that look up to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's awesome, man. And any advice that I can give through those life lessons, through music, uh, I'll take that over <laughs> over anything, any day. Because, man, our, our kids need it, especially with our parents. My parents don't really know how to run social media. They really don't understand the impact of social media and all of those things. So I'm really just the, the man in the middle um, that can provide clarity and understanding um, to these kids and help them um, within this time, just truly understanding how to be an individual um, in this world because a lot of people struggle with identity. And so I, I really want to help children find themselves and find their path. So, yeah. So social media is a problem. Yeah, it can be. It's a, it's a tool. And, you know, some tools if not used properly, can be destructive all right, or can build. I mean, it's, it's all dependent upon the knowledge behind it and how, how do you, use you it. feel about social media? Um, I mean, I'll tell you how I feel after <laughs> you're done, but, um, I, I enjoy social media and, but I also understand that we all need breaks. Um, I'm on there because I have to, it doesn't like consume my life, um, but it does. <laughs> I I am always on social media. Well, granted, I also it's part of my job to be on social media. But if I don't have to be on social media, um, <laughs> I'm not. But I again, I see the value. It's <laughs> a double-edged sword, there, Daniel. <laughs> it you is, know? and I know me. Like I know what is my limit, and when I'm, I'm I hate too it, much, man. I hate it. I hate that I have to be on it. I have to be. I have to be. Yes. In order for this to be successful, guess what? I got to put it out on social media. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're a brand. And brands have to be on social media to be relevant. <laughs> well, not to be relevant, but. Yeah. No, you're right. You're 100% right there. Yeah. 100%. So what are you going to do from here on out to make you Andre Luce? The biggest R&B singer in the Midwest. Um, Without social media. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just intentional marketing. Um, I've really been over this break with COVID just trying to deep dive more into how to truly. Um, Are you going to collab with anybody? I want to. There's so many dope Call artists. right now because they are going to hear it. <laughs> well, One. Um, another GXP um, alum. Let's just let's just say that the Zephster. 
Ooh, I uh, can make that happen for that, sure. That is one guy that I, um, we've known each other because I've seen him at a showcase and performing, but um, just an outstanding just human being. Um, more than more, taking music away from everything, he's just a super outstanding person. He's a great dude. Yes, um, great and those dude. are the those are the type of people. Whether I get to work with them or not, I'm definitely gonna root for him to succeed. Um, just I'm gonna make it happen now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and him got to do a, like a Sagittarius joint because uh, yeah. I've been working on a, a Zodiac <laughs> album, and I got to do a Cancer I'm versus Sagittarius. <laughs> Oh, nothing for me. <laughs> it's just like, Fargo. That's it. That's my verse. <laughs> uh, I actually, I haven't, I've been struggling with the Virgo song the most because uh, some of the most like influential people in my life are Virgos. Really? Yeah. So we're um, crazy. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, Virgos are nuts. Uh, Virgos are very interesting, but yeah, me, being, me being um, a cancer um, our minds work very opposite, so it can be such a beneficial thing. Um, because a lot of the Virgos I know they're really big on like structure. Um, and <laughs> um, okay, let's say Virgo women are about <laughs> structure and about planning, and I am not. I'm just free flowing. Still me. <laughs> These are all my notes. That I have about everything, and it's it's so interesting because I'm definitely I go with the flow. Like it's energy based, um, it's feeling based. I just go with how I feel, and that works for me at times, and it doesn't work for me at times. But yeah, like, but your sets that you do are always on point. Like you have everything set up. Like I love that about artists. Like you're like, here you go. Here's my flash drive. Everything's in order, or I already emailed you. Boom, boom, boom. Cool, 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 cool. That's, I love that. And then there's some artists that are like, what? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You got that flash drive? Oh, my. <sighs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, do I even want to play your, like, why am I DJing for you? Seriously, why am I DJing for you? Oh. You know, I mean, yeah. and so there's certain people in my life that I'm like, hell yeah, I'll work with him. Every single time because you had your shit together. You're like, boom, yep, yep, one, two, three, four. All right, cool. And like some people have it all in one track. Cool. I'm not your DJ. So, like, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. People take advantage of the DJ. That is true. But you I know, feel like a lot of people don't understand your role. I have a question for you. All right. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, how, how many artists do you feel truly that you've encountered, um, on a local level, understand like professionalism and music business? Like 2%. And I think that that's what you're talking about. Yeah. In my opinion, like, yeah. though I am free flowing and, and all of that, like I, I understand music business and I understand structure and I know what is expected of me. Um, that's the one ailment in Iowa music and Iowa artists is we don't have a collectively, we don't understand music business. And so a lot of times when we travel and go other places, we're not taken seriously because everybody else, you had to have this done 
before you could even be here. That's why you're sitting in front of me, (laughs) Danielle. Honestly, like, I only fuck with people that I know that are doing something serious, right? You can choose to listen or choose not to. (laughs) We don't give a fuck. Seriously. And I can say that on my podcast. I don't give a fuck if you don't like what we're talking about. But there's a lot of people who do. That's the whole point of this podcast, man, is I fuck with people who are doing something that are doing something. That's all. That's what GXP Podcast is about, is empowering positive people doing positive things in Iowa. That's what it's about. Can we get another shout-out to GXP Podcast Ah! one more time? (laughs) (laughs) GXP Podcast. (laughs) You know, honestly, that's the only reason I do this. Um. I don't care about credibility. I don't give a fuck about being famous or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if anybody come becomes famous from this podcast. It's about letting other people decide to listen about people doing positive things. And you are. Let's get another song up here. I'm going to teach you how to love, yeah, I'll show you all Bad little cutie and you know you got that sauce, come roll with me I can teach you anything, I want to teach you how to love, yeah, I'll show you all Bad little cutie and you know you got that sauce, come roll with me I can teach you anything, I want to teach you how to love, yeah, I'll show you all Head down to your socks, baby, you a boss Don't have to rock designer, baby, you can take it off I know you from the city, cause the city show you love Shout out to your mama, you pretty to the sun up You know you is a come up, it's true And if you're really down for it, I'm really down for it And that's proof I know you've been hurt before But what I can show you I'm willing to do is that Wanna teach you how to love Yeah, I'll show you all Bad little cutie And you know you got that sauce Come roll with me I can teach you anything I wanna teach you how to love Yeah, I'll show you all Bad little cutie And you know you got that sauce Come roll with me Entre Luce. Yeah, check them out on YouTube. Am I saying that right? Entre Luce. Entre Luce. Yeah. How did you come up with your name, man? Oh, that's actually a funny story. Um, I'll try to condense it. Um, So I I told you I went to college for um, basketball and music. Um, I studied classical and jazz. You're a big guy for a basketball player. I come from a football family, so I, I say I have the football build. 
um, I just loved basketball more. Yeah. Especially in high school, like the you you don't get followers from being a great football player to me. Like you get followers from people being able to see your face. Right. So if I can right, right. if I can put twenty five on your head, <laughs> ah, I'm gonna it. get like twenty five, thirty followers. It doesn't matter where I go, if it's a home game or an away game. So Basketball to me just seemed like the best move because people could see me. Football field, you can't really see me. They just acknowledge my number, but they can't, they don't know who that actually is. Truth Um, and point, man. Truth (laughs) and point. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. You know? Um, Though, what I didn't take into account and consideration was that it is harder because there's less people on the court and less people on the team to actually make it high. In, uh, like, you know, mid-major or high-level D- Division One basketball right. um, than it is to be a football player. That I didn't take into consideration, but I will take the followers. <laughs> oh, man, if I brought my... Uh, if I brought my business partner and my brother, Tim, I, he's he's better than me. Uh, he's, um, he played professionally overseas, and um, he's you, you met him at the yeah. Halloween... Yeah. show um and i mean we're the same height but he has like a 41 inch vertical and it's just oh, i don't know what that means <laughs> he jumps really yeah really he high. jumps really fucking high man <laughs> <laughs> i think uh so you know draft's ass right here he cleared it <laughs> like <laughs> off standing vertical yeah. Yeah, just and bare feet. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But, yeah, so, no, he's someone that I always looked up to and really appreciative that I get to work with him within this space. But he's he's the real basketball. <laughs> What's your best basketball highlight? Like on actual video or just, like, reminiscing straight on up, my life? Yeah, straight up. Like, I, I love this moment. Um, okay, so I have one on video of me making like a full court um full court shot. What? Um at like halftime. So that was cool. Um but my favorite moment I played um AAU for Kingdom Hoops and I was known more so for uh for that squad. Um as more of like a defensive player. I have like a six nine wingspan. I have really long arms and I'm athletic, so they just put me on the six best offensive. 6'9 <laughs> wingspan? Like, I have my arms spread open, and it's like 5'9. That's it. Like, uh, but six, I'm only 6'9? I'm only 6'1, so, like, it's really confusing. You just got lock, they'll put, Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 I can't fuck with that. <laughs> and his arms look like tree trunks. They're huge. Um, <laughs> but so uh, we had a seven-foot player on our team, and I was playing up at the time. And so um, we were we were running a scrimmage, and when you're playing up, obviously the older basketball players don't think you're as good as them. Um, and so the we ended up getting the ball stolen, my team did, and they threw an outlet pass to our seven-footer, and he was going to dunk it. Well, I ran up from behind and grabbed the ball what? off the glass with two hands and ripped it out of his hands when he was trying to dunk. Um, and practice just stopped. And everybody was just looking at me like, what just, what, what just what, happened? What did you do? Yeah, and... So you from, got up then too, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, I can I could jump a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that that was probably the best moment because it kind of set a precedent of you can never underestimate anyone, and we did not. <laughs> we did not. I gotta put my mouth shut. I'm like literally with my mouth open, like. Yeah, so that would probably be my favorite basketball moment. One of my favorite basketball moments for sure. As it should be. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh. Uh, we talked about your music career. You uh growing up in high school and your family life and then literally playing basketball as a 6-1 guy. And taking balls out of hands of seven one guys. <laughs> Trying to dunk. Trying to dunk. Can you dunk? Yes. You can dunk. Yes. I cannot. Um I used to high jump in high school. Um I quit I quit my sophomore year after I hurt my knee, but my I was a sophomore, I jumped like six four as a as a sophomore. What? Yeah, and for high jump, I jumped six four as a sophomore. Um, so yeah, I can get up a get up a little bit. I'm not a two foot jumper though. I can don't do it in here because the ceiling is really low. <laughs> like, yeah, you can almost <laughs> literally touch the ceiling sitting down. Uh, well, I need new ceiling tiles. Might as well. Eh. Put your head through one. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> nah, what what do we have coming up here from Andre Luce? Um, so February 5th, I am opening up for Lil Dirk. I'm at Horizon Event Center in Clive. Um, so I'm preparing for that. I'm also hosting the Black Love Fashion Show um, at XBK um, in February as well. And I'm really, really excited for both of those things. Um, just embracing um, just black culture and um, entertainment um, within um, fashion, um, art, music. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really excited about that. And then obviously just getting the opportunity to open up for Lil Durk. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get those opportunities. I did open up for Nelly in November um, and I opened up for Afro Man as well um, at Gabe's in, in Iowa City. So I'm um, just trying to continue to just be consistent and continue growing as an artist. Um, yeah, so those are my next adventures, and I'm really, really excited for that. How can we find you on social? Um, so my Instagram is EL underscore official music. Um, again, EL underscore official music. Um, my Facebook and Twitter is Entre Luche. That's E-N-T-R-E-L-U-C-H-E. And my YouTube is Entre Luche. Boom. Oh. Work. I'm ready to work. Dude, Daniel, Entre Luche. You came on the GXB podcast, man. I love you, yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, I love you, man. Like, I I had this connection with you ever since Tone's uh, Summer Jam deal. And I met you down there at uh, Taboo. Yes. Yeah. And then we worked together on the stage and everything else. And you realize that I'm a working man. The best part about these podcasts are 
is sitting down with somebody that you're acquaintances with and leaving as friends. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to come out here and chop it up and just learn more, even learn more about your backstory um, and everything that you do in your community and that you have done within this time. And um, I can't say it enough. I'm appreciative. And, you know, this is just the beginning. Right. We're going to have you back here in a year. And we'll say, hey, remember last time we chopped it up? You were doing this, this, and this. Look what you're doing now. And then a year from there, and a year from there, you know, that's the best part. Like, we're not doing this to make money. We're doing it to help other people out. And if you could get anything positive from this podcast today, thank you for listening. Can we get another round of applause on that? (laughs) Ah! I don't even know where these people come from. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I just don't. Andre Luce, thank you. Daniel, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing man. Thank you for taking the trek to come all the way over to my humble abode, sit in my studio, and talk to all these people out here. We appreciate you, man. You're a great man. You're doing great things. Thank you. Thank you. And how can we see you or hear you again? I am on... All distribution platforms uh, under Entree, E-N-T-R-E, space, Luche, L-U-C-H-E. Um, yeah, and then my Instagram, E-L underscore official music, and then all other social media platforms is E-N-T-R-E, L-U-C-H-E. Thank you guys so much. I love it, man. You're doing a great job, man. And keep up the great work, man. We cannot wait to see you again, man.